2: no long-term commitments or contracts that stamps.com code program
3: all right welcome to another episode of can you survive this podcast today's guest is the amazing host of the death by southwest podcast margot carmichael welcome to Can You Survive you. This Podcast.
0: Thank you. I'm very excited to be here.
3: Thanks for coming on. Uh, how have yeah. you been?
0: <gasps> okay. It's been up and down. It's been up and down. But yeah. okay, good. How have you been? Do, are you going to tell everyone like how we know each other or no? Is that off limits?
3: Oh, uh, nothing's off limits here. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Margo, Margo and I, we used to work together. Uh, producing many, many podcasts. That's right, and and now we're like doing our own podcasts.
0: I know it's crazy. It's cool that's, though.
3: That's the short version.
0: That's a very short version, <laughs> but that's yeah, that sums it up. And I'm gonna have to have you come on. We've never had a guest on Death by Southwest, so maybe you'll be, since you're a experienced podcaster now, maybe you'll come on and be our first guest.
3: What are you guys talking about uh, right now on Death by?
0: Uh, we just finished a three-part Halloween murder. And I actually did it with Mark because my sister was out of town, something like that. So uh, and then for the next two weeks, I'm out of town. So we're we just have a bunch of like bonus episodes that we've recorded, which only people who really like us and like the show listen to. Like people who are looking for like real true crime are not into them because we're just like blathering on about whatever basically (laughs) on the bonus episodes but we enjoy them
3: so usually you are hosting with your sister right
0: yeah my sister is my co-host and I'm telling like I find a murder story I research it I write it and then I tell her the story so she's essentially the the audience the listener as well got you yeah
3: and are they mostly like Arizona based murders
0: Anywhere Southwest. So we do Arizona, Texas, New Mexico, Colorado, Utah, and Southern California.
3: What was the three-way murder that you guys just covered? Tell me about that.
0: Okay. So that one actually wasn't in the Southwest. (laughs) That one was in Napa, but it's hard to find like a really good hollow like murder on Halloween that happened like on Halloween. And so this one happened on Halloween in Napa in 2004, um, three girls lived together in a house in Napa and two of them were murdered on Halloween night. And, uh, I don't know if I should give, well, I guess the whole episode's out. So there's no spoilers. Was Uh, it a trick?
3: Was it a trick or treater? Did someone trick or treat and then like (laughs) blast through the door?
0: That would have been great. (laughs) No, it wasn't. It was, um, it was one of the girls who were murdered. It was her best friend's boyfriend and and the third roommate actually survived. She was on the ground floor. The other two roommates were upstairs and the two upstairs roommates were murdered. And the downstairs roommate like heard something and she was like, started to go up to check on them. And then she was like, no, fuck this and booked it out the door. And so she survived. Uh, okay, the so other she two were she did not,
3: she did not engage the murderer. She did
0: not. She not heard,
3: she, she heard the commotion and she got the fuck out of there.
0: Yeah, she did. <laughs> and yeah. the
3: guy, he he stabbed them to death, like in their sleep?
0: Yes. He, he never gave a motive, but the theory was that him and his girlfriend were having trouble, and he thought it was because of one of the women he murdered, like that she was talking into his girlfriend's ear, like, you can do better, break up with him. And she did break up with him for a period, and so he blamed it on this this woman, Adrian, who lived in the house. And so he broke in Halloween night and accidentally went in the other roommate's room first and then and was like, shit. And so he murdered her and then went into the person who he was trying to kill's room and murdered her, stabbed them both to death. Yeah. I would gory. say
3: that's probably not a way to get your girlfriend back.
0: <laughs> no, it's not, but he wasn't caught for a year. So the most like crazy part of the story is that after you know the bodies were just this murder came out big news in napa he nobody knew it was him so him him it brought him and his girlfriend back together because they were like mourning she was mourning her best friend's death and he was there for her and then they got married then they ended up getting married
3: it was like a hardcore like trauma bond
0: right trauma bonding exactly and like uh, the girl who was mur- one of the girls who was murdered adrian her whole family was at their wedding he went to the killer uh, he went to like the vigil that was held for the women who were murdered i mean it was messed up and disclaimer
3: then- okay disclaimer even if you do get the girl back you will eventually <laughs> be caught <laughs> right. and, so is he in prison
0: now uh i believe so yeah i believe wow. so Yeah, he was, uh, they caught him because he was smoking camel Turkish gold cigarettes Mm -hmm. outside of the house before he broke in. He was like talking himself up, I guess, to working his way into breaking in. And he left three cigarette butts out there and they found those cigarette butts and matched the DNA to his DNA eventually. And I guess it was a very specific brand of cigarettes back then. Like nobody really smoked camel Turkish golds. I don't know. So it was a... It was, a good, it was a good story. I mean, I hate to say good because it's a murder, but it was a good story.
3: They always get you with the cigarette butts.
0: I know. Don't smoke outside of a house you're going to break into.
3: <laughs> Don't leave your DNA behind.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right.
3: So how many um, episodes have you guys put out on Death by Southwest?
0: I think that we just put out episode 46. So. And so- have,
3: but- have you covered 46 different murder stories?
0: Some of them are two parts. Probably not because some of them are two parts. I think we only had one other three part. The Toy Box Killer was a three part one that we did. Um, and and then we also do a bonus episode every week because we like to just talk a lot. Yeah, And people don't like hearing that within the actual murder episode. Mm-hmm. So we put out a bonus where we kind of like go over stuff that we need to correct or things that maybe we wanted to look deeper into that we didn't get to in the episode. Um, and we just kind of have cocktails and chit chat on those bonuses. So.
3: Fun, fun, fun.
0: Yeah.
3: What, fun. what was the toy box murder?
0: That is me and Brandon used to talk about this. Uh, Cause Carolyn, you know, Carolyn of the of murder chronicles. She, I talked to her before I started death by Southwest to get, you know, she's an experienced podcaster and true crime kind of aficionado. So I got advice from her and she told me about this story about the toy box killer who lived in, uh, New Mexico and over, I want to say 45 years, he murdered like 40 to 60 women in a, like a, like an RV home that he had in the middle of nowhere. And he transformed, he made, he soundproofed it. He made it like a torture chamber basically. And so he would kidnap women, get women to come home with him from the bar and then hold them for days and torture them and killed most of them. A couple of them got away, but no one believed them because he would pump them full of like drugs that would make them kind of only remember spotty things. It is super. So me and Brandon wanted to do that as a whole podcast series, like a limited series. Hey, have you ever used cheapo air
1: for years? And I really like it with cheapo air. You can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points.
3: Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air.
1: Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.
0: Uh, but it because even three parts on Death by Southwest like barely scratches. It's a fucked up story.
3: Um, What year did this occur? or what oh, years
0: I mean I think it he started murdering all the way back like I want to say in the 70s and 80s up into the early 2000s don't quote me on that cuz I can't totally remember but he was caught I want to say early 2000s
3: I feel like the 70s and 80s was a big time it was a big serial killer time
0: no kidding like uh Marilyn uh not Marilyn Manson <laughs> Charles Manson <laughs> and uh the, wasn't there like the strangler in Hollywood, the Hollywood str- something like that.
3: Yeah. You know? And what about, I'm thinking like, uh, do you know about BTK?
0: BTK. I do that. What was his name? Dennis something.
3: I think it was Dennis. I just, I think it means bound, tied and killed. Yeah. And didn't he used to take really fucked up photographs of himself?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's totally right. Mm-hmm. wow yeah, yeah good serial killer knowledge
3: yeah just a little bit <laughs> um wow so and did they catch the toy box killer
0: they did and then he died in prison
3: okay why pretty was he soon called after why was he called the toy box killer
0: because it looked like he called his his like lair his like where this you know it looked like a shipping container but maybe it was like an rv essentially and and he called it his toy box basically
3: how was he getting these people was he very like handsome and charming how was he getting no. people back from the bar
0: he um he had a girlfriend who was just as fucked up as he was and who participated in like the torture and stuff and sometimes she would kind of ref- befriend a girl at the bar. There was definitely a lot of uh, sex workers that he would bring because he would pretend like he was interested in paying them. And then that didn't happen. Uh, And then even his daughter, eventually he got her involved and she would like meet a girl at the bar and be like, come back to my house for drinks. And-
3: mm -mm. Oh my.
0: Yeah. Just goes to show you can't really trust anybody. Don't go home with anyone.
3: Yeah. Do we know- how people escaped well like uh
0: just yes fleeing
3: fighting
0: well he kept them chained up to like an a, an uh, obstetrician like a gynecologist type table yeah oh it was yeah really really vile um one woman he kept for days and like tortured and for whatever reason he let her go he he slit her throat and then dumped her on the side of the road, but she survived. And then the woman who I believe kind of brought it all down, she he left and his girlfriend was there and she managed to get her hands on some type of um, weapon and stabbed the girlfriend and got free and ran completely naked, had been tortured for days, managed to run to a neighbor's house and get and get help and get the police out there. Got it. Yeah.
3: So, pretty bad. Finding a stabbing weapon or any weapon of any kind is. <laughs> yes. is move.
0: yes. Yeah. If you're trying to escape from a serial killer's lair, I suppose.
3: Yeah. You got to fight. You got to fight.
0: Yeah. I mean, also try not to get in that situation in the first place.
3: Hopefully. Yeah. You got to be mindful of who you leave with. And. Yeah. I guess these Ugh. days there's cell phones and stuff. So you could like drop a pin to your friend. Hey, this is where I'm going. you know, if you don't hear from me, my location services is on.
0: That's true. I think back to like early two thousands when I was going to college and stuff. And I, it's amazing. I didn't get murdered. I don't know how I didn't get, I mean, like I would have like me and my friend, like we would meet people, go to their house, go here. I would walk home half the time from, the bars that late at night. I mean, it's it was just so irresponsible.
3: Where did you go to college?
0: Uh Flag uh, Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff. So about four hours north of Tucson, which is where I am now.
3: Gotcha. And Tucson is um, you gotta be a little careful out there, right?
0: Tucson has its good and bad parts, definitely for sure. We're we're close to I mean, this sounds terrible to say, but we're close to the border and there's a lot of crime along the border. So we're about 60 miles from the border of the U.S.-Mexico border. Got you. Mm-hmm.
3: And so you also said that you hosted an episode with Mark.
0: Multiple episodes with Mark, yes.
3: Mark is your boyfriend, partner, whatever the appropriate term is these days.
0: Sure, yeah.
3: <laughs> and I understand that Mark has had some survival stories of his own.
0: Oh my God. Yes. Is it Honestly, true... you should have him. He should be sitting here. He'd be better at
3: this. We'll, we'll definitely get him on. Is it true yeah. that Mark shot himself by accident once?
0: It is true that his best friend shot himself right in front of him in the leg, like with a shotgun. No, with a, with a revolver, but it, the revolver is in like one of those, you know, like the old timey leather things where you put it like this and and he hit it with a shotgun he was holding a shotgun in his hand and the shotgun hit the revolver setting it off it was really old and it shot him straight through his thigh and mark was right there and they were in the middle of the desert like very far from any anybody and so mark like had to tie off his leg and put pressure and until the helicopter arrived
3: and his friend survived
0: yes yes and so did you know,
3: they they used a cell phone to call for help and the helicopter came and medevaced him away
0: yes they did wait what is let me see that he said a revolver 357 and it was like a hollow point that shot fred in the leg and so they while mark was like tourniqueting his leg um the uh my brother-in-law i believe called for help and they got a helicopter and my brother-in-law's brother is a um first responder like a firefighter paramedic and he heard the call he was working that night and heard the call come in and he was like i think that's where my brother goes that must be them cuz they go out there to shoot guns and just camp out and whatnot so um yeah so the helicopter came and uh and took him away
3: and he and Fred, survived. He survived. Did he get to keep the leg?
0: He kept the leg. And they always joke that he would have net, like if it had been Mark or my brother-in-law, it would have blown their leg clean off. Cause they're like smaller. They've like skinny legs. Fred is a big dude. He's like gotta be over six feet tall. He's, he's big. He's got like big thighs. So that probably saved his life
3: okay so to the audience you know work out get get your your, work
0: your quads get your thick
3: thighs in case uh you take a bullet there it might help that's right
0: that's right yep yeah
3: are are there any other crazy what else has mark done that's crazy
0: he oh he survived um so he didn't obviously that was fred and not him but he has been bitten by a rattlesnake And survive that which is i believe i mean it's pretty survivable but uh he the worst one was a rock climbing accident where he fell straight down the side of a like rock cliff uh how many feet
1: it's like six stories
0: it's like six stories flat on his back and uh and his cousin was there so his cousin had to run down the rest of the mountain because they couldn't they didn't get like service up there i got had to run down i don't even, i think this was actually before cell phones he'll have to tell this story if he comes on here because he'll tell it better but he i mean had a chest tube like broke a billion bones in his body um, it was he died multiple times and was revived and yeah yeah he had he has died he always says that i've died three times so i believe he died during that rock climbing accident and then he had a horrible motorcycle accident as well where I believe he died and then they brought him back
3: and he's today he's alive
0: and completely able-bodied totally completely able-bodied yes (laughs) (laughs) shocking
3: so how what what did he do I definitely want to get him on because I want to know what his experience of dying three times was like yeah Um, definitely
0: he'll he will talk about it openly for sure he would love to come on
3: I'm very curious how did he survive the rattlesnake bite?
0: Uh god he's told me this. So the sucking the venom out is not true. That's like a myth I believe. You're supposed to I I be- and this is what I believe he did. You tourniquet off above the bite to keep the to try and keep the poison from getting through your whole body. Mm-hmm. Um and i think he just got to medical help in time it's not a very exciting story <laughs> was he, was he alone um i think he was alone i'm not sure i don't did know did he
3: so did he basically have to tourniquet off the wound and then hobble his way back to society yes.
0: <laughs> i believe so wow yes yeah he's got like nine lives but i no more motorcycles rock climbing Nothing. We are going to Belize in two days. And the mm. most exciting thing that I'm excited about is to swim with sharks. They have a place where you can swim with sharks there. It's just, there's known to be a ton of sharks, not like the cage diving, just like shallow water, a lot of nurse sharks and stingrays supposedly. Um, and he keeps joking that like, if anybody's going to get bit, it's going to be him.
3: <laughs> when you guys get back, I definitely want to have him on and yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, to tell be great us guest. about
3: tell us how it went with the sharks and the stingrays and yes. we got to find out h- uh, how he survived his motorcycle accident and his rock climbing fall
0: the motorcycle accident's a good story because and I won't ruin it cuz he'll he would lo- he'll come on and tell it but he he like saw the accident and he like saw it happening before it happened and did something to keep himself from like being his legs being cut off or what, like he, he maneuvered in a certain way. So it was almost, it was like a good survival story. I feel like that'll be a good one. So I'll
3: let him tell it. That reminds me of one time, many, many years ago, I was driving. What is it? I think it's the night before Thanksgiving is considered like the drunkest night of the year. Totally is. Yep. So I was actually, believe it or not, I was sober. Mm -hmm. I remember I was going through an intersection and a car just came blasting through. And I, it was like having matrix vision, like everything slowed down. And I was like, I cannot get in an accident right now. <laughs> and I like swerved my car to the side. And the guy was like a few inches from just blasting wow. my car.
0: That's amazing.
3: Well, and then, so I I go to my buddy's house, which was like one block away from where this happened. And I get mm-hmm. there and I'm like, oh my god man like this car almost hit me and I like I saw it coming and I just like swerved the the car as hard as I could to get out of the way and he's like wait a second I just saw someone almost get in an accident (laughs) was that you I'm like that was me (laughs) oh my god (laughs) so yeah it's very important to stay alert um especially on the drunkest night of the year
0: yeah that that is like the biggest the drunkest night of the year the best night to go out to the bars because everybody's like home you know hanging out yeah. with their family but i when he describes his motorcycle accident he says it's similarly to that like everything kind of like slowed down and he like saw it happening it was like no i have to do this or this to like avoid it being worse so that's interesting how that happens
3: is mark like a crotch rocket guy or like a harley guy
0: i think he had at the time it was probably more of a crotch rocket he was like 20 years old so it was a long time ago
3: does he still ride
0: he does not have a motorcycle my dad actually has motorcycles that's something new that he's picked up in his 70s um and whenever we go over to his house He's always trading them in and like getting a new getting a different one. Like, oh, I had this one for six months and gets a different one. I, I don't understand it. But whenever we go over there, he's like, Mark, here, take the take the motorcycle out. And so Mark will go ride it around. Uh, but that's the most that he rides motorcycles now.
3: Does your dad have like a big like cruiser style bike with like the, the speakers on it and like the CD player?
0: No way. He has uh, he has a Ducati, I oh. believe. Um so it's not a crash rocket but it's not like a it's not like a sit like this type of bike right. it's it's like a I would say it's a crash rocket but it's not that's if i saw it that's what i would assume it is but it's not it's a motorcycle He is a ducati he had a I don't, I don't i really don't know actually but he's had a bunch and it's just something that he got into i don't even know how in recent years i guess he used to he had a motorcycle before i was born and was in a horrible car ac- motorcycle accident, and in a full body cast for a long time. Uh, right before my mom was pregnant with me, so after that, my mom was like, "No more motorcycles." But then when my mom passed away, he was like, "I'm getting a motorcycle." <laughs> so now he does. Now he keeps riding motorcycles. So
3: actually, similar story with my dad. My dad used to ride, and he got in a gnarly accident. Um, luckily he was not in a full body cast, but he has like a big ass scar on his leg from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when when the kids came along, that was it for the motorcycles. The the fun yep. had to end, you know.
0: Good for your mom. That's important. Safety yeah. first. Where yeah. do your parents live?
3: They live in Baltimore.
0: Oh, wow, you're so far.
3: Super safe, you know, super safe. Yeah,
0: right? <laughs> That's right. I actually didn't know much about Baltimore. That's where that serial podcast took place. I believe the first season of that, right? Yep.
3: Yep. I feel like
0: that's where it took place because I remember thinking, wow, Baltimore sounds really unsafe.
3: (laughs) Yeah. That serial was like one of the OG true crimers, huh?
0: Sure was. That was great. I loved that podcast.
3: Yeah. What podcast
0: do you listen to right now? You do you know, listen to podcasts?
3: Yeah, I like, you know, like the, the basic stuff that you could guess. Like, I really like Huberman.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I watch him on TikTok and I like him a lot.
3: I like him a lot. I think he's really informative. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think he did MDMA therapy.
0: I, I believe that. I would believe that. He seems like somebody who would do that.
3: I want to shoot him a message because I think it it is now legal to do that in California. Uh, Really? Yeah, you can do it with a therapist. And I've heard it's like really, really amazing.
0: Wow. He'd be a great guest. That'd be really cool.
3: I would love to have Huberman on. I don't know if he would do my little show, but you know.
0: You never know. You (laughs) never know. It's not a little show. It's a big
3: show. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, also I'm trying to spread the word about these like alternative healing potentials. Um and yeah, yeah you're have,
0: you're into that. You're a fan of that.
3: I'm a fan of it all. Yeah. I know. I'm a fan of it all. Uh, I know.
0: I want to know more about it. I mean I want to try some of some of the I, we've talked about this in the past, but some of that stuff. But I'm gonna come we're gonna come out to LA sometime this after the new year probably oh yeah and uh yeah mark would like to meet everyone you know he's talked to brandon a million times and so he's like i gotta meet meet these people so i think we're gonna come out at some point so we'll have to get together and i want to know more about that i'd be interested to try some of that um some of those healing natural healing things.
3: Yeah. Well, we'll, I don't know how natural MDMA is, but we will, we will, we can arrange some, uh, therapeutic sessions of some kind. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Um, I even want to start sharing a breath work with people on here.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, you did you, didn't you just take a big trip? You were gone, right? For, I mean, I was in,
3: I was in Brazil for pretty much like all of April.
0: Oh my God.
3: Yeah. And I was in the rainforest for like 10 days of that, spending time with the indigenous people and learning about their, uh, spirituality and their traditions. And yeah, it was, uh, very, he- very healing, very healing, mm. very heart opening, eye opening. Um, yeah, I recommend it. It's it's not easy to take a whole month out of your life. That's true. Um, but I think there's a lot of benefits to the natural medicines that those tribes have been working with for thousands of years. Uh, for the audience, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about ayahuasca. Mm. Um, And yeah, it's, it's super powerful. Um, but I've found great relief from, uh, years of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is, uh, there's veterans retreats as well, where you can go to places where it's legal and you can, uh, try ayahuasca and wow. do it in a safe way with, uh, with shamans and teachers yeah. and yeah, for anyone listening out there, definitely, I recommend it, um, and it's certainly well. A way- and you
0: you could share a lot of information with anybody who's interested, right? Like contact Jeff. You probably know, like you went by yourself, didn't you?
3: Yeah. Well, I had a few friends that we kind of met. Like we got to Brazil and then met up there, and then got went it. into the jungle together. So I had a little camping group, um, of probably like about eight people that I knew from the states. Okay. And. Nice yeah we went down there we hung out with the with the indigenous tribes we drank the medicine um we got (laughs) the healing if anyone's curious about it or wants to hear more you know definitely put a message in the comments Mm -hmm. and i would love to share um it's all about it's all about healing yeah days the world is a fucking crazy place um i try to honestly i try to avoid watching the news me too It's just, it's just too much.
0: It's way too much. And the doing a true crime podcast is enough like darkness for me. I do. I will (laughs) though,
3: like from time to time, I'll throw on like a Netflix documentary about, you know, like a fucked up murder or something.
0: For sure. That I can handle like a, like a dateline or a Netflix documentary and the podcast. Like I like telling stories. These are darker stories, but fine. But, um,
3: the news is too too. see i i'm inter- i'm I'm really interested in like psychology and like why do people do what they do um so sometimes oh. when, I, when I watch those documentaries, I just like to kind of observe people's minds and try to think about like what the fuck was going on there man i wish yeah. I wish that guy drank ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's a uh, that's a that is a dark road to go down trying to get inside the minds of some of these people because speaking
3: of like getting into people's minds and while we're on the topic of ayahuasca, um mm-hmm. s- someone in my camping group when we went to South America told me that there's and by the way, it's completely legal in South America, so no laws were broken. And it was very important to me to go to South America, one, to do it with the people who have been doing this for thousands of years. But two, um, you know, I'm not into breaking any laws or anything like that. Everything is above board for me.
0: (laughs) Good disclaimer there. (laughs) So
3: it's interesting because down in South America, ayahuasca is completely legal, but like cannabis is illegal. Really? Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, that seems backwards to me, but maybe not because I've never done ayahuasca. So uh, maybe one day
3: you will. Maybe we'll plan a trip to South America.
0: Maybe one day. You know who would like to go on that trip? Oliver. Talking about ayahuasca, it immediately makes me think of him and Joe talking, and Joe was saying, huh. Oliver was talking about mushrooms and Joe's like, well, maybe one day I'll do ayahuasca. And Oliver was like, did you say ayahuasca? And Joe's like, well, yeah. What, isn't that what it is? He's like, Oliver's just dying. He's like, no, it's ayahuasca. And Joe's like, wow, I'm learning so much right now.
3: And these are the daddy issues guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. Daddy issues guys, Oliver Hudson and Joe Buck, which is, they are on a extra long hiatus from the podcast which is sad because I loved that podcast and a lot of people did it was a pretty popular podcast we had a a good audience so hopefully I can convince them to bring it back but we'll see
3: and they like um healing with mushrooms
0: Oliver definitely does Joe no way
3: you know I don't know I think it's becoming legal in California Uh, that
0: that that makes sense to me. That would make sense. And Oliver would be very excited.
3: And and Joe. he's found a lot of benefits from that.
0: Yeah, he likes he he enjoys it. His dream would be like when we were doing the podcast a lot, he would always say his dream was like to get we take like a daddy issues retreat into the desert and just all do mushrooms together. And Joe was like, No fucking way, <laughs> never gonna happen. <laughs> so
3: you know what I was gonna say about the it's it is legal in South America. And I was talking about how I'm really interested in psychology and like the psychology of criminals and why Mm -hmm. do people do what they do. On a side note, someone in our camping group, when we went to South America, told me that it is common in some of the prisons for the guards and the prisoners to drink ayahuasca together.
0: What? Wait, in South America? Yes. Okay. And
3: And they said in those prisons, it's like there's not very, a lot of uh very violence. Kumbaya.
0: yeah yeah it's very Kumbaya down there <laughs>
3: So maybe we could learn a few things up I here I mean
0: yeah that's true I I would be very interested to do it 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 does sound it does seem scary to me and it's not even like the the physical the the vomiting part I don't care about that just. I don't know. I've done mushrooms and it was fine. I had a lovely time, but I mean, it was years ago, but I don't love not being able to know where my mind's going to go. Like having no control, which I mean, some could argue that we don't have too much control over our mind when we're drinking or smoking pot or even in just sober moments. But I don't know. It scares me a little bit. Like what if I went down a real bad path? I know that that doesn't, typically happen does it
3: well they say that luckily um this this ride always comes with a ticket back so no matter (laughs) how far out you go you always come back
0: (laughs) that's a really good line i like that
3: (laughs) yeah but i will say it it is not necessarily a walk in the park um it's not uh smoking a joint and, and watching netflix on your couch for sure
0: and sometimes i get paranoid just doing that like i enjoy that and then all of a sudden i'm like nope too much, smoke too much, feeling paranoid. So I don't know if I could handle it, but I'm, I'm open to trying anything pretty much once. So maybe, and I have heard that after the, that after you do, do that, I don't know if it's just once or if it's multiple times, it does have a lasting effect on your like psyche and every part of you really. Is that what you found?
3: I found like such a dissipation and release from really like years of anxiety,
0: like ongoing though. It's not just like for a, a couple weeks and then you have to do it again to maintain it.
3: No, like exactly. You... Like, okay. Some people are doing it often, but for me and for a lot of the people that I went with one time and, and it's like, a it feels like a permanent relief. I mean, I just went in April. So only a few months ago, but yeah, I'm like, I'm like telling my therapist, I'm like, I don't even think I really need therapy anymore. Like I'm, I'm good.
0: That's huge. And I have heard that not from people. I don't know anybody who's done it, but I've read my sister's a therapist and she has looked into a lot of the um, therapy guided, like where you, not MDMA, but where you can take mushrooms, I believe. Yep. Like in a controlled therapy office, um, and she she's thought about like getting certified to do that because uh, she's everything that she knows about it. It's very effective. So.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I actually for a different podcast I produced, we interviewed some Johns Hopkins doctors from mm-hmm. Baltimore, and they were doing administered one-on-one therapy and administering mushrooms. To the patient. And some of those stories were just so fucking beautiful, where people just get such a re- relief from de- mainly, it seems like depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. um, but also PTSD and even pal- right. palliative
0: care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. End of life care. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I think it's really special. I, I hope that it starts to spread more into the world. Yeah. We, we need healing. Uh, yeah,
0: definitely. More healing and like natural would be better. Less pharmaceutical companies and. Yeah, fuck that. pills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should call this episode fuck pills. Fuck
3: pills. I remember they used to give. Uh, they used to give my brother when we were kids. They used to give him Adderall. Oh, yeah. And and also they used to give him Ritalin, which is basically mm-hmm. fucking meth. Yep and he was like a zombie and they luckily they took him off of it and see he was the older brother so i never had to take it because they saw how how much it fucked with him and they're like oh we're not going to give this to the other kid
0: that's good that's lucky for you yeah yeah it's yeah i mean there are i do believe that that obviously i well not obviously but i believe there are certain ailments and diseases and even mental illnesses and everything that were that yes some people there are some people and some illnesses that require pharmaceutical medication and that's helpful of course but good point i think there's an over a tendency to over medicate in this country with pills rather than natural solutions
3: thank for you sure. for saying that because i actually i appreciate you bringing that up because i don't mean to knock anyone who truly does need some type of pharmaceutical and if they're sure. getting if they're getting relief and benefits from that then i 100% support that but right. i think you said it very well i think it's prescribed. yeah Um for sure. I, think, I think that's something that we all need to look at yeah you know um some therapy that i started doing with my personal therapist you with no um this is outside of like the mushrooms no Mm -hmm. mushrooms no mdma you should ask your sister if she knows about ifs
0: okay ifs it's
3: it's internal family systems Mm -hmm. and it's like i don't know if i'm going to explain this right but the audience should look it up ifs internal family systems um it's really pushed by a doctor named marty schwartz Mm-hmm. And I describe it as a shamanic journey without the medicines oh. basically like you go you you're guided to go like within yourself mm-hmm. and communicate with the other pieces of yourself that you've been maybe repressing or that need help from you um like I always used to say to my therapist like I'd be like you know, a part of me feels like this or a part of me feels like that.
2: Mm -hmm, Sure.
3: You actually go internally and communicate with those parts Parts. of yourself.
0: Is it like guided? I don't want to say meditation, but does the therapist like guide you through that kind of?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Tell me again. I what? I.
3: IFS. It's internal family systems.
0: I have to put that in my notes, IFS.
3: Yeah, I str- strongly I strongly recommend that. Huh. Um and another thing that's been super benef- I IFS is new to me, so like hopefully I explained that okay. I'm pretty mm-hmm. new new to it, but I do recommend it. Um something that I've done for a long time is EMDR. Yes. Uh, that's fantastic.
0: Is that with the lights? Or is that so, different?
3: I think you can do it with lights
0: like you're like the the little blinking lights that you follow.
3: Yeah. And you look like from side to side yeah. while you're talking about your shit. So mm-hmm. I do it with something called a theratapper, which uh-huh. is like I put one in each pocket and it alternates um, a sensation of vibration um, from one side to the other. Hmm. And this was actually invented, I believe, in the 80s. Mm -hmm. but it was for Vietnam veterans. It was originally invented for them, but they've expanded it out to pretty much. If you have anxiety, PTSD, or even depression,
0: Mm
3: -hmm. um, EMDR is something that I strongly recommend.
0: What's the, like, what's, I don't know if you know this, but like, what's the benefit of that, of having this either following the lights or having this sensation? Is it like how, what does that do while you're talking about?
3: Okay. So, things? and just di- disclaimer I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> I'm going to explain it as best I can. And I've done a lot of sessions with my therapist doing it. The idea is when you're like in your sort of stress mode or anxiety mode, mm-hmm. you're in the side of your brain that's like emotional and childlike and. By stimulating side to side, it balances you back into into the other side of the brain, which is like more logical, rational, and like more adult-like. Oh. And so you kind of balance the brain hemispheres while you're recalling whatever your your whatever your stuff is that you're working right.
0: on. Okay, you explained that really well. That makes sense.
3: Yeah. Interesting. So- EMDR and IFS, I strongly recommend, and they don't require hmm. any mushrooms or ayahuasca or anything <laughs> like that.
0: That's that's good. That's good. You've get now given people kind of like the spectrum of holistic options or, or just therapy options for dealing with.
3: Yeah. For, for those who have made it this far in the podcast, we <laughs> drop a comment if you want to hear more about breathwork or mm. EMDR or IFS or ayahuasca Wait,
0: you have don't you have a big um military listenership here yeah. yeah yeah i mean i feel like that would i would imagine i'm not a military person but i can only imagine that there's that a lot of this would be useful for yeah
3: people. i'm just trying to spread the word and uh yeah. let people know that there is light at the end of the tunnel um and I, i'm here to help as best as i can
0: I like it. That's good.
3: Nice. So this is such a fun conversation, but I do have a hypothetical survival scenario for you.
0: Okay. (laughs) Are
3: you down for the, can you survive this podcast hypothetical survival scenario?
0: Yes, I am. All right.
3: Let's do this. Let me bring up my little notes here.
0: Oh, I'm excited.
3: Okay, so you are out of the country and you've been out partying at night. You're, you're drinking, you're partying, you're having a blast. <laughs> Next thing you know, you wake up in a cold, dark room with no memory of how you got there.
0: Ugh, this is my worst nightmare.
3: <laughs> you hear footsteps outside the door. Do you a stay quiet? and wait for the kidnapper to leave, or B, yell for help?
0: I would stay quiet. I would stay quiet and wait for the kidnapper to leave.
3: A is correct. Okay. (laughs) You're going to stay quiet and just kind of assess the situation before you start panicking and, and drawing attention to
0: yourself. I mean, I'm panicking and already, like I am definitely panicking, but I'm trying to keep it together, I guess, at that point, probably. Exactly.
3: All right. <sighs> next next question. Okay. You hear the sounds of what sounds like the kidnapper leaving the house. He has not noticed you. Uh, you have a chance to look around and see if there's anything you can use to help you escape. Do you, A, look for a weapon or B, search for a way out?
0: I would, I mean, I know I have to pick one, but I would immediately search for a weapon and then search for a way out so that if he came back, I could fight him off. But like, you want a way out, essentially. Like, what am I going to search for a weapon and then go back into the cold dark room you know and wait for him to come i feel like
3: all right you're back okay good okay so we had a a brief technical difficulty but (laughs) i think you were on the right track with look for a weapon and then search for a way out
0: yes that's that's my final answer
3: yeah so a look for a weapon that's correct okay (laughs) just like you said you're obviously you will look for a way out, but it will be nice to be able to fight them if you need to.
0: Exactly. Yes. And okay. We so learned. We learned surviving. from the toy box
3: killer that weapon you got, is important. You got to fight.
0: Yes, that's right.
3: <laughs> you're going. You're not going out without a fight.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: So so far you got two correct. Okay. All Good. right. Next question. You find a sharp, broken bottle. That you can use as a weapon, but you're not sure what to do next. Do you A wait for the kidnapper to return and then confront them? Or B keep the weapon with you and search for a way out?
0: B keep the weapon with me and search for a way out. B, for correct. sure. Yes. <laughs>
3: and we, we kind of already covered that on the last question. Yes.
0: But we're for sure. we're moving
3: right along. We're moving through this hypothetical kidnapping adventure.
0: Okay. This so, is very timely too, because I am going out of the country in a day. So let's hope that this doesn't happen. But just in case it does, I'll be prepared.
3: Exactly. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're staying alert, we're staying ready right. at all times. Yes. So you search the room and you find a small window that you might be able to fit through. Do you A, escape through the window, or B, prepare to fight the kidnapper when he comes back?
0: Definitely at least try to escape through the window.
3: Correct. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yes, for sure. Get me out of here.
3: Yeah. So you try to escape through the window, but you can't get it open far enough. Oh, no. Do you A, break the window, or B, search for another way out?
0: I break the window. I want to say like, well, if I break the window, is it going to be big enough? Can I tell that it'll be big enough for me to get out? But I know that that's too many questions. So I'm just going to say I break. I'm just going to break the hell out of that window.
3: A is correct. You are just you're getting out of there by any means necessary. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, if there's broken glass, maybe you can find like a towel or a bed sheet or something Uh and, and try to cover that. Yeah, so you don't injure yourself, but you're also, getting the fuck out.
0: At that point, like injure myself, I don't care. I'm getting out. Like if like some glass stuck in my knees or hands is nothing compared to a dude who just kidnapped me and put me in a cold room.
3: Yeah, he could. He could be. Who knows? He could be. I mean, you. Oh, that's right. You host Death by Southwest. You know.
0: <laughs> that's right.
3: It could, a lot
0: could, of weird people out there.
3: It could get crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay so so far you are on a roll everything Mm. correct so far okay you break the window but it sets off an alarm and now the kidnapper returns before you can escape no do you a fight back or b try to reason with the kidnapper
0: definitely ooh I, I fight back.
3: A is correct. Okay, good. We're, we're going with fight. We're going yeah. with fight this motherfucker.
0: I mean, this person is a kidnapper. There may be no reasoning with this person. You exactly.
3: Know? Exactly. Gotta we're we're going to start. We're going to take the fight to him. Yes. So you fight back, but he mm-hmm. begins to overpower you. Do you A, keep fighting, or B, Save your energy and try to, to reason with him.
0: I am gonna keep fighting. I mean, I just don't like in the midst of a fight. What am I gonna be like? Okay, hold on. Let's have a conversation here. And it also, is correct. Okay, good. <laughs> you,
3: you got it. You got it. You are not I giving keep up. Fighting. No. Yeah. You are not giving up. You keep fighting, and the kidnapper retreats. Good job. Oh, you have a chance so to me. escape. Do you, A, follow the kidnapper and keep beating him, or B, (laughs) escape while you can?
0: Escape while I can, for sure. I mean, probably a part of me would want to keep following him and just kicking the shit out of him, but, like, get me out of here. I'm escaping.
3: B, correct. You're escaping. You got the (laughs) opening, and now you're going to take it.
0: Yes. Awesome.
3: So now you're out of the house. You are running, but you run into a dead end and you become cornered by the kidnapper. You you notice that you have cut him pretty good, and he's leaking a lot of blood. Okay. So do you A, keep the fight going, increasing his heart rate and loss of blood, or B, try to reason with him and wait for him to bleed out?
0: I'm going to keep fighting for sure. There's no reasoning with a psychopath.
3: Correct, A. Okay.
0: He's already bleeding,
3: (laughs) and if you keep fighting him, it's going to increase his heart rate. He's going to lose more blood, um, and he actually peters out and collapses, and you escape, and you have survived this podcast.
0: Yes, go me. That's very encouraging because, like I said, I'm going to be in another country, and I'm definitely going to be drinking and partying. So if somebody kidnaps me, now I know fight fight find a weapon and fight is i think like the moral of that story right
3: yes it is fight for your life (laughs) there's no negotiating with a crazy person also you're gonna be with mark right
0: yeah that's true
3: and if and if i don't know what kind of phone you have but you could probably share your location with each other
0: that's what i said the other day i was like i feel like we need to like make sure that we're you know, cause I don't do that. I don't do the like family friends or find my friends or whatever. You yeah, know, I, I
3: no. think don't leave it that's on all the time. Weird. That's, just, that's just too weird. That's, that's weird. A, that's too straining on your relationship, but like, never, if, I think you can never. set it to like, you know, for just one while, night or something. Yeah,
0: that's what I say. I said just while we're there, like literally just while we're there and then turn it off, delete it. I don't even know if it's an app or you can just do it. I think it's, people with Google. kids okay but like anybody out, i just cannot admit i don't want to know where he is all the time that's weird yeah. but there i feel like it would be useful and i said that and he said we're going to be together like why would we we're going to be together we don't need that i know i was like but what if we get separated you never know you never you can't be too careful yeah. but i feel like now i'm turn it turn
3: it back off after the after you get after the vacation is over we're not leaving that on that's just too weird no. We need our space, you know?
0: I think it's super, I've had friends who do that with their significant others or husbands. And look, if you have like teenagers, I kind of understand that, I guess. Or like 10 year old kids who are going out playing in the neighborhood, but like with your partner, that just feels like an invade too much of an invasion of privacy.
3: It's too much of an invasion. It's It's creepy. It's weird. I agree. No, just thanks. Be with each other like regular humans
0: right pre pre pre-phone humans is how we should remain together (laughs) exactly it's it's much
3: healthier that way
0: (laughs) absolutely absolutely well this was a good scenario this was very um timely with this belize trip and uh hopefully i don't encounter any kidnappers and hopefully mark doesn't get bit by a shark but it'll make a damn good story if he does when we come back and he can come on the podcast
3: Definitely, I want Mark on. I'm yeah. hyped to, to talk about him or to talk to him, rather. Um, <laughs> by the way, another thing for the listeners going on vacation, just a tip maybe don't post in real time. Maybe delay your posting so people don't know where, you know, maybe you're back already and when you post. That kind That's of thing. my
0: sister's rule all the time. And I have totally. My sister's really good about not sharing too much about herself, her personal life, everything on the podcast. I'm the complete opposite. I like overshare and say everything I'm doing and everywhere I'm going. So I've already screwed that up. Like people know that I'm leaving. However, I have a big dog. I mean, like the only concern with knowing that I'm out of town in real time would be coming to my house and breaking in. Right. And my dog will be here.
3: You got a big dog.
0: Yeah, I have a big, nobody's coming to break into my house. So I do agree. I don't, I don't think that it's my sister's, whenever she goes out of town, she's like, I don't say that ever on my social media until I'm already home that I was out of town, which I do think is smart. She actually told me she would come on your pot on here as well. I feel like you guys might, she, she hasn't died or had like, she doesn't have any great survival stories, but with her, um, you know, therapy the therapy i feel like you guys would have a lot and she is a huge fan of oh i'm not going to remember his name now but he's like the mushroom man like and he he has all these hats made out of mushrooms
3: yes um
0: and i can't think of his name but she has one of his like mushroom hats she's a huge fan does she like uh, mushrooms she
3: i don't she know if we does. can say for for legal reasons is it legal yeah, in she, arizona yet
0: I don't think it is but she's not I mean like she doesn't use mushrooms my dad actually uh he took mushroom not like psychedelic mushrooms but he attributes he had lung cancer two and a half years ago and he attributes getting past it and he's in remission cancer free uh he did no chemo no radiation and he attributes it attributes it entirely to um the Paul Stamets Paul Stamets. Paul Stamets, right? yes. Yes, and so he took, he put mushroom powder in everything he ate, like lion's mane and a couple other mushroom, like a, a blend, he put it in his coffee and his smoothies over his chicken. I mean, he put it in everything and he, he really, and he's not that guy. He's like not the, he calls it like woo woo. Like, no, my mom yeah. used to smoke pot and stuff. Like that's not him. And he, he fully believes that that saved his life. So uh, so nice. she's interested in it in that sense, I think. Um, uh, just the the benefits of it. Yeah, she doesn't technically use them for herself, but she's a big fan. So Amazing. you guys would have a lot to talk about, I think. So I'll have to connect you with her and Mark and get them both on.
3: Is she going to Belize?
0: No, she's actually taking my puppy, not my well she's not really yeah she's still a puppy i can't remember when we even talked in forever so i don't know even if so my bulldog died i had to put to sleep yeah i loved her so much me too it was i'm sorry very hard i still cry when i talk about it um but we found a puppy uh A couple months before we had to put her to sleep, we found this puppy that was just behind Mark's house. And she was like this big, she was like so tiny. And and we couldn't find her owners. We tried, she wasn't microchipped. We put up flyers, I posted everywhere. We couldn't find her owners, so we kept her. Now we have her. Um, So Jenna, my sister is taking, Indiana is her name, the puppy, um, while we're gone. so she's not going to Belize uh she's been to Costa Rica a couple times though and she loves it that's her favorite place that's how we got on Belize because we were going to do Costa Rica and it just looked so big and overwhelming that we started looking at other uh places in Central America Belize looked smaller and and beautiful so we'll see
3: um side note Indiana is a fucking great name for a dog
0: (laughs) Mark will be very pleased to hear that because he named her and all of us were against it. He's a huge fan of Indiana Jones. And he, and he was like, because I was like, people are going to think it's because you're from Indiana or something. And he's like, no, it's Indiana Jones. So yeah, he, he, he picked that name. So we, we tried to, but it just didn't, you know, sometimes like, it just doesn't happen naturally. Like Indy, I think would be great. It's so cute. It would work great. It's just Indiana. It's kind of like my uh, my brother-in-law, his name is Michael, and he hates being called Mike. And when somebody says Mike, calls him Mike, I don't even recognize that, that that's it. like, it's no, it's Michael. I don't know. Sometimes names just Indiana. the full version-
3: you could argue that Indiana is a lot of syllables for a dog name.
0: That's what my dad said. He's like, it's too long. She's never going to learn her name.
3: <laughs> but I like it. I think it's good.
0: Thanks. She, she actually knows her name very well. She took her a minute, but it wasn't too many syllables. She is very responsive to her name. So there you go. My she dad sounds was like a good girl. Yeah, she's sweet.
3: So, okay. As we wrap up, is there anywhere, anything people should know? Where can they find you? Death by Southwest is the podcast. Where, where can they find it?
0: Everywhere. It is on, we're on, um, you know, any Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. We're on every social media, Instagram, TikTok.
3: What's your whatever. IG handle?
0: Um, it's death, the letter X and then Southwest all spelled out. So, cause it's death by Southwest. And I think sometimes people think it's like B Y, but it's a play on South by Southwest, the film uh, festival.
3: I was going to say and it, It's like the Hitchcock movie.
0: Yes. So it's uh death and then X Southwest and we're, and that's all, all social media handles and everything. If you search that on any podcast player, you will find us.
3: There you go. That's where you find our people. And thanks <laughs> for coming on and bye-bye.
0: Thanks, Jeff. This was fun. Bye. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air?
1: For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning.